Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika Soft Gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. Welcome to the Cannamom Show. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber, and today in our Pro Cannabis Media Studio Live is my new friend, Jen Lawless from Signal Growth Partners, um, where she is working with cannabis businesses, helping to brand and promote their new products. Um, we first spoke this summer, and we were talking about um, her personal story, which involves her own personal use, um, a story I've heard many times about a family schism where... Um, there isn't always an understanding, but sometimes when they try the product, they realize that, hmm, maybe she was right. And then, of course, there's her dog, who might be trying it soon, too. Uh, Jen Lawless is a licensed mental health professional who counseled cannabis patients um, prior to her work at Signal Growth. She now works with musicians and artists who are trying to produce their own lines of uh, cannabis and CBD products. I am looking forward to talking to you today about your work, your cannabis story, and my favorite topic, women in the industry. So welcome, Jen. Thank you so much, Joyce. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. This is, it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience to meet you. Yeah, we've been talking a little bit, but this has been our first time in person. And um, you got your, yep. You want me to bring it? Yep. <laughs> this is all, it's a work Get in progress, close. people. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, so I usually start this off. I like to ask people, you know, what is your cannabis story? Everyone has their own cannabis story. If you want to go a little bit through your personal talk about what you're doing at Signal Growth, which is pretty exciting, and um, some of the industries that you're working with and the women you're seeing in this business and maybe what you think the future looks like. Absolutely. Um, so my, my cannabis story uh, starts back in um, early 2000 um, on the BU beach uh, out, outside with a few new friends, and we're trying to uh, light a pipe, and it's too windy out there. And we, we can't really light it, but I remember um, that was one of my first feelings of community with cannabis. And that's been a theme that's carried through um, all the people that I've met that are both transitioning from other industries to this industry that have been working ceaselessly to try to get this industry up in a, in a, a non-black market fashion um, has, has been tremendous. Um, and how did you go from, so you said you were, you were a licensed uh 
yes. a healthcare worker? Or you're I was a licensed mental health mental counselor, health care okay. right? Right, working in these the psychiatric wards, um, in the the clinics, um, and in homes yeah. with people. And I left that field uh, to start a social club in Boston called the Good Ones. And I also left that field to do some underground counseling where people were using cannabis instead of using um, the regular psychiatric meds or the opiates. And I've I've worked with people that just wanted that privacy because the insurance companies obviously don't understand. And getting away from the sick care system and getting into a, a mental health wellness system where we're looking at people holistically and, and helping to promote their positive aspects. Which is so important. So when you did your, you called it a social club? What were you? Yeah, yeah. We, we, I, I did a social club. And so I was uh, strategically pulling people in um, per event that connected and made sense together to try to, it was almost social engineering on the back end, kind of looking at who was connected to who through LinkedIn and through social media and figuring out who should who should get together second and third degrees coming together all um, with the purpose of community and that's been a, a really important thing for me is that I was really lonely at times as a kid because my family was um, there was a lot of uh, there was a divorce and there was a lot of uh, drama and trauma and that led me to feel very isolated and so I think one of the passions I have in life is connecting people so that we can we cannot feel lonely because we need each other and we're we're communal beings that's a, that's the best part of this I think and yeah. e- even for me you know that's not the loneliness but I just found like even women in the industry talking to people finding a place where I f- not necessarily fit in but uh, you know I'm, uh, I'm older I was not a cannabis consumer I came into this world um, had to learn really from the ground up so to be find people who are so passionate about it and so kind really I mean uh, and I've had so many guests on who have been really willing to share their information so anyway, so you went from counselor and you saw that how the healthcare system was, I would say, failing many people. Yeah. It, I, I was working with um, some psychiatrists and I was seeing the amount of drugs people were on and I was seeing the after effects over years of what those drugs were doing. And then we'd have to work. Now there's more drugs. And I just felt like it wasn't it wasn't actually treating the actual underlying issues of the thoughts we have. And those thoughts create choices. And, and it's all about that reality. And when we diagnose people, we're diagnosing them so the insurance company can charge. And that's not, that's not how it should be because now we're under a label for ourselves. And it's not a, it's not a positive label. It's negative. And I think that a lot of these, these things like bipolar, and I've both been a patient and been, been a clinician. So I've seen it on both sides. I've tried psychiatric medication. Um, and, and I've used just CBD to treat myself. And I think um, I think we need to look at people holistically. And again, this is, so it seems to be the theme. I, I keep meeting people in the industry who came in because they were sick or had an illness or had a family member. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're their own guinea pigs, which, you know, as a person who had worked in the mental health industry, who have seen people who really need help and guidance and the idea that people have to figure this out on their own, something that really works. I find that a little frustrating and I'm, it's, it's heartening to meet so many more healthcare providers who are doing this work and people like you who are creating, working with people who are creating good products. And um, so c- can you just, uh, just before we go into this, what signal growth does, do you want to talk a little bit about how your own family reacted to this? I always find these stories kind of <laughs> interesting that there's either like a total support or confusion or they won't talk about it with you or there's mm-hmm. just a bit of denial about what they're doing compared to what 
they think cannabis is and what it does. Yeah, I think I think some family members think that uh, cannabis is synonymous with heroin. Um, I have a, I have I have one family member that said, "Hey, you know, you can't talk about what you you do." And what I do is I write. That's what I do. Um, and and you can't I, you can't so talk bad. about that. It's not so bad. <laughs> and I can't talk about that and what I, what I'm writing about this plant um, because that would somehow I don't know give the kids the wrong impression. But then their grandmother it, drinks alcohol out of a literally a bladder bag in her purse when we go mini golfing. And so I think that there's a real. Um, the disconnect. hypocritical disconnect about about what this plant is, what it can do for people. And this was something we were using many, many, many years ago, centuries. I say this, I say this, this is an anomaly in history. This is a hundred year anomaly in history. This has been around for thousands of years, maybe yep. up to 6,000. They've seen things in China. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, yep. in books, in homeo- uh, old, our first paper. Yeah, old medical journals. Yep. Are just This is part, this was part of our culture. It was part Absolutely. of our agriculture. It was part of what animals ate. And we took it out of our systems for 100 years. Mm-hmm. That has to have an impact. It does. And we have a system called the endocannabinoid system, everyone. It's Which we real. are not making up. We are not making it up. <laughs> <laughs> I say this over They're and over again. They're not teaching it in the medical schools, I've heard. No, I, I think there's a, a real disconnect as to um, our Western care and, and in Eastern medicine. And we have to treat everything and that includes the endocannabinoid system it's mm-hmm. real even our dog so do you want to talk about your dog then who's yeah <laughs> so i have a rescue dog named jack. jack um he's nine years old and he's he's amazing and he's got um he's got some some trauma symptoms that we can see from from his history we found him on the side of the road wandering in in north carolina um and and now he's he's my my child <laughs> And we've been giving him CBD pretty consistently. And at first, we didn't really see much of a difference. And then over time, I really felt that you could see um, a calmness about him where we used to take him to a lake and he'd go crazy. Somebody was jumping in. Now we take him to that same lake. The only difference is the CBD in, in his diet and in how we treat him. And now he's calmer. He sees people jumping in and he's okay. His anxiety he, is dissipated. Yeah. And how about it's his, amazing. Does he have any um, joint issues or anything like that that you see? Yeah, he had um, he had a back leg that was pretty pretty uh, kind of sometimes bothering him, kind of creaky. Um, and I've seen tremendous improvement in a number of months just in his mobility. And how do you how does he consume it? How, how does um, your dog consume cannabis? Well, uh, <laughs> we vary. CBD. The, we vary it. We always use where um, part, Signal Growth uh, represents Acadia Farms family. Who I love. I've met uh, Ben. Ben, right? Yep, yeah. Ben. Ben. Um, ben MD. <laughs> and he is. He's the man. And he he knows more about cannabis than than anybody. I think. And he's he's a tremendous grower. And we've used his product. Um, for the dog, it's it's you can't just use any product off the shelf that's for a human for a dog because sometimes there's grapeseed oil. That's actually a good, good, and it's a good toxic. Point. Yeah, so this is a good point for people to understand that there is some controversy over CBD and pets. With yeah. we've been trying to get a vet on here. I know that you said your own personal conflicts, but I'll ask my vet. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but we also that you know this is something that is real and that we need. You know, just like the dog doesn't take our prescriptions, a doc. Dogs and cats need their own um, medications. Usually, although I, I did use an over-the-counter Benadryl the other day because mm-hmm. uh, we we fed him some some um, 
table food and that did not agree with him and so we've talked about no more tacos you know just because we're having tacos doesn't mean he can have a taco too that's just because we think they are children they aren't really (laughs) right so it's a different kind of a different kind of thing so we've given him that um i've also bought things from the stores that are chewables before but Mm -hmm. i i I do want to warn people that a lot of these products are not third-party tested that we don't we don't sometimes i mean we had a we're working on developing a tea bag for a client um with cbd and so we ordered some tea bags that had cbd over the you know online they all said they had 20 milligrams they came back with three milligrams so you don't quite know what you're getting unless you're getting it from a good source. And how do we even know who's a good source? Exactly. This is the most overregulated and underregulated industry in the history of mankind. Yeah. So um, again, and this is what I say to my friends, that you need to know where your stuff is coming from because if you try a product and it's not really what it says it is, and then you think it doesn't work, then your impression of how CBD and the cannabinoid, how it all works for you is um, it's skewed because you're not using the proper product. <laughs> That's so. true. And actually, Ben's product doesn't even have a, a, a crazy high amount of CBD. What it has is a whole bunch of other really good stuff in there, the terpenes. And uh, there's there's quality of product, and that quality of product goes a long way. We had a friend try his product. A friend's mom tried his product, so kind of okay. traveled. Okay. Went from the friend to the mom to the mom's friend who had MS and who was in a wheelchair. And she started taking this product, and now she's walking. Wow. And it's just—I know these are anecdotal stories, but they're—they're real. They're real people. So let's let's just move on. So 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 what is Signal Growth doing now to sort of um, make the market uh, better, really, to kind of create products and make sure that people who are putting the products out there—they're what they say they are. They're good for people, good for pets, good for whoever they're supposed to be using, and they actually have the ingredients that they say they have. We're so. working with people <laughs> we trust. Um, so we 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 started working with Ben's product, Acadia Farms, because of the quality of him as a human and why he started it was because of a sick family member. Right. He's and got then, a great, he actually has a great story. I've talked to him on the phone. I have not talked to him in person, but I just find his story so compelling and his nursing background and just his father, the whole, everything about that business just is inspiring honestly. And that's one product I trust. Right. Um, so that that's 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 probably the only product I would I would recommend at this point because mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't done a huge uh, where I'm trying a bunch of CBD products and testing all of them and going, okay, this mm-hmm. one's good. And uh, unless that product does have third-party testing, um, you don't know. Right. And they can say anything they want at this point. So signal growth. So are you reaching out to people, people coming to you? Are they the products already? Are you helping them create? What's, what's really the process over um – where are you working? Um, so we're doing a seed seed to brand right now. And the biggest thing and the most exciting thing I think we're doing is um, helping influencers get connected to these CBD brands. Because these brands need a spokesperson that can, that can move it. You know, Ben's brand needs an influencer, uh, whoever it is, right? Fill in the blank. It's, mm-hmm. it's a tennis star, perhaps. Um, look Gronk. 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 <laughs> Gronk, if you, if you ever, if you want to look at another product yeah. to work with. But um, the, we need these people to stand up and to normalize it for everybody. And that's an important part. Um, so we are, we do a lot of due diligence. Um, now we're helping to devise these, a lot of different products for people. And we work with a great um, extract lab that's just top quality and does everything right. 
And it's really important, you know, who you're working with and even the quality of if you had a terp cartridge, a cartridge and you were going to smoke, that cartridge should be a a good quality glass. It's not, um, you know, a cheap plastic. So this is literally the the hottest topic out there right now, vaping. Have you had any um, experience with vape pens that are actually you would not have recommended? Are there things that you're working with, like the glass versus plastic? I know that vitamin E, we had a green nurse on here yesterday talking about using words I didn't even understand. <laughs> but, you know, it's a big medical issue for people, and it's a it's a scare thing, which we always say here, that mm-hmm. the, the, the coverage of the cannabis world is always the negative stuff, and we're trying to get good stories out because this is an amazing industry, and there's so many, you know, not just the anecdotal, the things are really changing people's lives. So what... Have you seen with the vape cartridges? Is this something that you're sort of pulling back from or something you're making a cautious about for people who want to start in on this business? Mm, um, very interesting. Uh, and thank you for that question. Yeah. So one of um, our, we have a guy on the team, Matt Chase. He is a branding guru, um, totally fabulous at design, just makes incredible, and he's just got an incredible artistic eye. And he recently wrote a piece on signal growth about this, quote, epidemic, which Mm -hmm. is like a couple people that have gotten sick. Why are we talking about a couple people who have gotten sick when we can talk about any number of other drugs that are really causing problems. I mean, look at the opiate epidemic. And these are the this is where we should be focused, is not on a couple people that have tried a couple bad products. Because overall the majority is that is this is not an issue that's really happening. Of course, over long term, we're gonna we you know, time will tell. Right. And we I do I would cautious people, uh, you know, caution people about um, some of these studies that come out because usually it's it's a one study that maybe hasn't been replicated a lot and when we really dig into them there was a study um, my brother-in-law had sent me from Forbes about the you know the CBD causing liver you know liver damage and when I dug into that I found uh, that that study had more holes in it than my lord I could have done a better job in undergrad okay <laughs> and it, listen it was six mice that they tested it on in, in, a, in a group, six mice, and one and a half, I don't know how, one and a half lived. So when we look one at these and studies, half. one and a half, the <laughs> top half, the bottom half, I don't know. And uh, I'll, I'll have an article coming out on that okay. shortly that kind of dives into the math on that because um, <laughs> I got fascinated and I, I just kept digging and digging on this, um, you know, at at, at if I'm pronouncing that right, but the mm-hmm. new the new drug that was FDA approved. Mm-hmm. So that's actually I think that's a good perspective, like people. So everyone keeps asking me about this. Again, I'm a generalist. I know a little bit about a lot of this industry. The vape pen thing I understand is on the forefront of everyone's mind because it's being covered. But in the context of everything else in this world, um, it right. probably isn't the thing that we should be most afraid of. But this is what people keep talking to me about because this is being covered. So I'm trying to get a perspective out there so people can feel comfortable in what they're doing um you know sherry came in and talked about the vape cartridge she talked about the heating element we talked about what the vape what a vape really is about the oils about what goes into your lungs mm-hmm. what doesn't that you know and if you're going to be vaping it might not necessarily be the shouldn't be vaping all day but no. you know there's a lot of again there's so no, many ways to be drinking all day either exactly you and they're doing anything all day don't eat avocados all day so there's a lot of different ways to consume <laughs> this product there's a lot of different right. ways to like you know um access it it's a medical issue for some people that's their the preferred method but mm-hmm. again in the context of this very enormous industry vaping 
is at the forefront, but it, there's so many other things to talk about. So let's talk about other things. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and I would say on that is uh, go to your go to the dispensary. You know, refer to the the products there. Um, don't don't get a, a you know if you're getting things on the black market, you are taking a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, which is why we want to you know legalize this so we can yeah. know what we're getting and you know just can't you know when, in my day you got it under the count you know someone handed you a baggie and God knows what was in it. Now you get it gets completely labeled. It's labeled and it's labeled to the point that I mean we're working on. Um, we're working on getting a patent right now for a product that we have where um, it's uh, basically you're breathing into your pen and as you're breathing in, you can look at the app on your phone and you can watch that data of what you've just intaken. And then you'll be able to really choose, oh, I liked that one with a really high CBD content or I liked it with this type of, because it's not just CBD, it could be CBD. And the terpenes. Label, label, the, right. Okay. There's a lot of stuff in there. And That's so, so interesting. Okay, so again, kind of going back to this, the way it's been working, mm-hmm. everyone is their own guinea pig. Yeah. They figure out how to s- cure themselves, which is actually pretty amazing, honestly, right? And now we are moving into this area of it's very it's personalized medicine. Everyone has an endocannabinoid system. Everyone's endocannabinoid system is different. Mm-hmm. We are just biology. What you need is very personalized. And now we are actually moving forward with techniques and opportunities to Absolutely. actually figure out what works for you. That's just Fascinating. Yeah, and so that'll that'll be coming out. Um, I, I would say in the next year or two, where it's finally probably out there, and it's it's going to be tremendous, and it's going to change things for people by giving them more education and knowledge. And that's what you need. It's just and more dosing, even knowledge. like the, the dosing thing. This dosing has been the big out. question that yeah. you know, um, Sherry was talking about how she's actually helping people who feel like they were consuming too much. They're actually saving money and feeling better because they know what they need and they know how much they need sure. and they know that. More isn't more. No. More <laughs> is not more. More can also can get you to a point sometimes where you're not functioning as well. And so there, there's... I also, a, have you heard you the saying it's, it's bi-directional, that at some point it can actually cause the thing that it's helping. So that's, yes. a, that's, a, that's a concern. People yep. should know that there's a line. Yeah, there's this, this bi-causality effect of... Um, where you know you're having a lot of let's say we're if we are talking about THC you're having a significant amount and then all of a sudden now we're in an anxiety place right and then it's just it's not at a THC is not THC there's the it's very complicated actually and so I think that we just need time to help educate people um, but first and foremost is breaking that stigma about about this as a, a really dangerous thing I don't want to call my mom up and have her ask me if I'm on heroin uh, no, mom. No. <laughs> no. Still no. We're good. Still no. Product and. Hello, we're back Hello. again. And in case this is Joyce, we're talking live yeah. at the Pro Cannabis Media Studio on the Cannabis Mom Show with my guest, Jen Lawless from the Signal Growth Partners. And we were just talking about moms. Moms. In the business. Um, yeah, moms in the business. So I I feel like a mom to all of the all of the all of my my ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, that well, you, you have know, Jack, Jack, and I do have Jack, my <laughs> my my um dog. So and he's he's fabulous. Um, and so that's that's enough of a child for me right now. Um, so yes, I have a I have a woman that we work with, and she is working on um a real estate blockchain um products. And it is, it's about uh, the point, the point, it's not about the product. It's really about how she talks to her kids about cannabis, actually. Is Which is honestly, this is one about. of the, the top topics. How do you talk to your kids? What do you say to them? At what age? When do you, I keep saying my goal is to make this boring. 
So, <laughs> you know, and we've talked a little bit yeah. with other guests about how, you know, if your kids think you're hiding something, they're more curious. Yeah. But if you're just out there doing some kind of thing, they just think it's a boring adult thing and they're just mm-hmm. not that interested. Yeah, it's mommy's uh-huh. medicine. Yeah. And, and in the same way that mommy's mommy's medicine used to be Chardonnay, mm-hmm. right? Now mommy's medicine might be a joint. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's okay and that needs to be normalized that maybe I don't want to drink a glass of alcohol to relax, but maybe I, I want to have a joint instead. And so this mother is has kind of basically made it very normal for her kids of oh hey that's just you know her friend smoking her medicine and that's what you know adults her kids do, do you know? her kids are um oh man her kids are maybe like eight and five right, something so like, like yeah. this so they're younger but they're not and and they're totally cool about it and it's not a big discussion about it but it's just kind of something normal um and you know it's not like the worst that could happen is maybe mommy has too much of a joint and she eats too much ice cream cake after the kids' ice cream cake. Or she's and too fun. Out. She's, she's too, too fun. fun. Or she lets you stay up a half hour later. Right. Because <laughs> she's right. not stressed out. Right. She's not stressed out. And, and, and it's a beautiful thing um, that maybe we're she, incorporating maybe she, it back. Maybe she doesn't like get that. upset when you spill your milk. There are so many. I, I've actually talked about this a lot that I did not a consumer when my kids were little. Drinking was totally fine, like almost encouraged. And the idea that. I could have been much, I mean, I was an attorney, I was a divorce attorney, I worked a lot, my kids are little, my husband worked a lot, and there was just a lot of stress, and yeah. um, I could have been more present, which is, I, I feel sad about it, <laughs> I actually do. That and you have to forgive yourself. I know, I have to forgive myself. Yeah, because my, my that's other, the past, and don't give it any yeah. weight. But now my son past. and I, he will, he's 20 now, so he can roll me a joint. And Perfect. Where, <laughs> and you can have that relationship now where you are more present. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that that's actually one thing I noticed is that with alcohol, there is a, a detaching. I think of presence and with cannabis and I think what scares people and probably what scares the government is um, or certain people in the government is there is a a tuning in. There's a tuning in mentally and you're conscious Mm -hmm. and that consciousness makes us think. And a thinking majority is a scary majority, right? That's a great now, point. Now we're thinking, and that's not good. I think that's so a great we, point because so. people, when they do equate opiates with cannabis, and I met um, a, a, a bud tender at one of the dispensaries, we're talking about this, how, and this is a very typical story, that people get to the point where they're on the opiates, and they're, they're zombified, really, and then they start using cannabis, sometimes out of desperation, they just don't know what else to do, and they realize that it is a completely different feeling, and that that whole chi-chi chong lying on the couch eating Doritos is just a farce and that people are very productive and thoughtful and in tune with themselves yeah. and they're not zombified like an opiate. It's a very different experience. I, uh, I had a friend, um, maybe it's a former friend at this point, who <laughs> was introducing me to people as, oh, this is Jen and she's a stoner. <laughs> and uh, I hate that word. I don't I like don't, that <laughs> word either because it's, it's really... Um, it's not accurate as to... Well, it's derogatory. It, yeah, Especially it the is. way it's said. It is, it is, it is. And um, that's actually not who I am at all. I'm not even, uh, you know, if anything, I've had more daily doses of CBD um, than anything else mm-hmm. for myself because it's more about, um, you know, treating that endocannabinoid system for me. And um, the times that I have had cannabis, it's been really community driven. It's been really beautiful. I've had great intellectual discussions and I have felt very in tune. I've painted beautiful paintings and um, not one of those times did I, you know, was it like 
a bad situation that happened from it, right? With alcohol, I can I can give you numerous examples of drinking too much and throwing up or drinking too much and, you know, having a, a fight with somebody. It's just, it's led to a lot more um, bad scenarios for me, even, you know, sexually with, with men where I'm, I'm not in control. And so with cannabis, I've never had that problem. Which I think is, yeah. that again, that's another message that needs to get out there. The idea that... Um, that false idea that you forget things and that you, I, I almost feel like whenever I'm with somebody and they do something goofy or silly and they're a little, they've smoked a little bit and they say, oh, it's, it's the cannabis. And I'm like, no, 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 that's you. <laughs> that is literally you. You have gotten rid of all the things that are containing you and you can be goofy and funny and that is actually who you are on it's the inside. Joy, joy. Yeah. We don't need to justify joy. We need to embrace it. Exactly. Right, because mm-hmm. it's either fear or love. Yep. And and we're we've been looking at this at this plant with fear when we can look at it with love, and because love is what it brings, mm-hmm. and it's transformative. So again, back to signal growth. Yeah. Are there any other like? So you've been working with people coming to you who want to be connected to this. Influencers um, who want to be connected and don't influencers that want to be connected, or um, brands that need help with um, getting bigger, um, mm-hmm. so that you know logistics help a brand that needs a rebranding. Um, they need to get out there and they need to have a website developed or so it's a number of things anything that can happen from even development of the product um, I love that we're working on it on a CBDT um, for for some over the pond folks mm-hmm. um, we've got some artists that um, are, are trying to do that because they've got some sleep issues and so we've we're developing a regular CBD for them and a tea bag and then a special one that's for for sleep with um, uh, another section of CBD that's more sleep-inducing. That's an, are you doing so, anything with um, uh, cramps, menstrual, menopause, any Oprah women's is. issues? Oprah is. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah and Maya. Um, we, Oprah, if you want to come on the show, <laughs> I'd love to have you. <laughs> I love you, Oprah. And yeah, Ellen. We all love Ellen, you, Oprah. I love you, too. Yep. Ellen for president. If Trump can do it, Ellen can. That's true. Although I've been um, watching The View. Anyone can. I've been watching The View. I've been a little obsessed with The View, too, listening to them that you know, they should be talking about this, too. They and mm-hmm. if you wrote in, I'm sure perhaps they would hear you. Yeah. Um, what was the question? Oh, uh, 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 products for women's issues. Are you uh, working yes. with? Um, no, but we we do have a woman that is. Well, this is a woman's issue. It's an mm-hmm. everybody's issue. It's a uh, a sexual enhancer. So she is that really could be a just, whole another show. An aphrodisiac. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and I would um I'll introduce you to her. She's okay. she's a Spitfire. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that aphrodisiac, I'm very excited for samples. So. <laughs> there you go. We'll have a whole ready. new like love and cannabis show or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for that. <laughs> um, so we're working on that. We have a uh, we have an artist that has some in a huge, huge artist R and B artist that has some nerves before he goes on stage, and so and he loves really sour candy, and he asked us, please make me a spray. Uh, you know. Uh, a spray I can spray before I go like a on tincture? stage. Or like a, yeah, like a tincture yeah. spray, but not like a tincture, more of a like an oral mm-hmm. um forgetting the word for it, but basically it's it's a spray that's gonna taste really good and he's gonna feel a lot calmer when he steps on stage. And so that's a C B D product. That's a um, that's a good I that's a great idea. That's, we're excited. Well for I always it. think so my just, just a plug for my so my son's a musician, he's a guitar player and since he was little, he used to say just being on stage was easy like that was literally his sort of mo but awesome. i can imagine after you've been doing this for a while it must be 
just a little bit of a boost <laughs> to, to make sure you're calm on stage so you can present your best music. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and I'm not sure how he's been handling it before, if he's yeah. been, um, you know, taking a, a fifth of handle and just getting hammered well, like I think a that's lot what of people artists do. do. Yeah. yeah, and we have to look at, sometimes people are seeking out for these outside influences to um, normalize something that's going on in their in, in their body or to find a homeostasis that's happy. And so that's a lot of where um, these kind of like, it's a dual diagnosis, right? You've got an underlying issue emotionally, whatever it is, and you're seeking out these substances. And when we seek out cannabis, we're able to, and, and, or CBD products, right? When I talk about cannabis, I think of the kind of the whole spectrum of things that come from yeah. it. And and people are, are yes, they're self-medicating themselves in the same way we're going to reach for pineapple because we're, we've got a sweet tooth or whatever it is, or you're, maybe you're missing magnesium and you're, you're craving certain foods. It's it's our way of finding a, a homeostasis. Well, there's pretty which is the whole point of this is that we want to be balanced. That if our cannabinoid systems are um, depleted, we need to know that. We don't really understand how to test that now, but people can feel it internally. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of know. You know, hopefully, you have some sort mm-hmm. of sense of your own body, and that this is really a product that's out there to not make you not who you are. It's just mm-hmm. to enhance who you are. Mm-hmm. Is sort of the message. And I've had CBD mm-hmm. that has actually given me a psychoactive effect i've had cbd that has relaxed me and so it's not just about the the quality of the cbd it's the terpene profiles that are mixed in with it which is a lot that has been a big discussion too mm-hmm. i've been talking people have been asking me about the terpene yeah. so again my general is my general understanding i can refer you to people who know um but just in terms of just because we're coming close to our time, the yeah. women in the industry i've been talking to women the supporting i i've been talking to a lot of women on the west coast just because they're they're ahead of us, really. Mm-hmm. Um, my own story is that, you know, my mother had nothing to do with this. My parents were not. But a lot of these West Coast women seem to come from much more open families, just maybe because it's California. I don't know. <laughs> Their consciousness level is a lot higher. Yeah. And so they come from gen- coast. So the, yeah, so a they- blanket on this coast of, of you know, inundated and, and, and uh, viewpoints that are, are still closed off. Well, we're Puritans. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking the same word. Puritan. We're, we're it's totally Puritan Puritans. Place. We're Puritans. Um, so they talk about how, you know, their own mothers or fathers were consuming or using, but when they were growing up, they were afraid to tell people. You know, that's a funny, like, mentality to be in. They thought mommy and daddy are going to get arrested or something bad is going to happen, but it was just normalized in their own family. And now they're in the world, you know, uh, Tokativity out in the West Coast who's doing women's support groups and women activities mm-hmm. and um, the mommies and just, just like a whole mass of women out there who are doing this are in this industry so have you been sort of part of that have you seen this have you seen you know you know this is new this is why i like being part of it we never ever get to be part of something new and we uh, women of my generation especially we were told we could do anything we all got our educations we had children kind of messed us the professional world up for us yeah followed the path we followed the path and now we're i can see this is a great path for women like me who are coming back in because it is open and it is news and we have so much to offer and all the skills that we were told weren't um good for business are the ones that we have and we've been taking care of people forever and now we realize that these are actually the best skills for business it's called emotional intelligence yes people (laughs) (laughs) so have you seen you've seen this dynamic and we're you know we're trying to support this trying to get out there and making sure women who are in this are supporting each other and doing what needs to be done and changing the dynamics of how business is done in this country. Most women I'm seeing are being extremely supportive. Um, I've seen a few women that are being really competitive and those women are very quickly uh, kind of falling to the wayside because it's a collaborative community and it's a supportive community. And if you are, you're not doing that, you're not 
you're not going to be successful in the long run. Um, one of the communities I really love in Boston that I've been so impressed by is um, Sid Harvey's The Creative Zone. I don't know um, that. She calls it the clubhouse. Uh, it is, it's a small community. She's running a ton of events. So it's small, but it's large. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's in Boston. Um, what is it again? Can it's you called the creative, the creative Zone. Okay. And she has a something called the Clubhouse and House Members. Um, so you know, there's a THC in there somewhere. But it's uh, the people that I've met in these these yoga classes and these um, these types of groups that she's putting together. Uh, I'm going to be speaking at one of her events um, out on a hemp farm on the 22nd. Uh, so if anyone fun. wants to come out to a hemp farm, I, think I might want to. I've never been to one. You should. <laughs> it's going to be phenomenal. Um, Where's the head farm? Is it in Western Mass, it in it's in Connecticut. Oh, in Connecticut. Okay. Yep. Um, and if you're, pro- you know, if you uh, you're interested, I can give you the details privately. As oh, absolutely. We're protecting everybody. Yes, still, yes, yes. we, you know, we're we're not a hundred percent out there with everything because there's a huge fear um, because of the federal legalities that still are overhead. And what you know, um, people need to be brave, but they need to be smart. Mm-hmm. So this is, I mean, it's still a business. It is still a controlled, on the Controlled Substance mm-hmm. Act. There are still um, disagreements in the legal community mm-hmm. about how to, um, especially district attorneys. Although I have had, I had a district attorney, someone running for district attorney who came on my show or came on Jimmy's show to talk about this, which is almost unbelievable. Like mm-hmm. the, the history of district attorneys and how much power they have and what they've done, especially yeah. in terms of the um, the war on drugs. So the idea that someone is actually coming forward and people who are brave like Rachel Rollins and Suffolk County DA who are saying, no, no more. And no more arresting people, taking all of their product and then, you know, bump, bumping up your police stations with nice stuff that you bought from all of these things you took from somebody. And mm-hmm. this is a history of it. These, these are not made up facts. This is just not covered. Um, in your regular news station that that is very fear-based and it's in designed to keep you that way. And so we have to come together as a community and have open conversation, um, live conversation to connect us and to, to take away that fear to know that you know, we are on the right path. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very difficult to change people's minds. Uh, I mean, I say this, I've told the story several times that when I went out to Denver with my husband in 2016, we did a legal tour, just me and him. And it it literally blew my mind. I I could not believe that everything I knew was wrong. Like everything. <laughs> so you know, it's, you need to have that kind of moment and accept that what you thought was true is not. And it's a very hard moment to come to. And then to be willing to reach out and listen mm-hmm. to people and talk to people and find out mm-hmm. and read. You know, the whole reading the history of the of um, cannabis and hemp. And I just I didn't understand any of that history until literally this year. So I think for me, it's sometimes easy to explain to people because it is so new to me. Sometimes people in this industry have known it for so long that they kind of forget that most people just don't understand yet. So mm-hmm. that's a, yeah, yeah, and there, there's a big disconnect between people who are understanding this and people who don't and um, the stigma that you can feel around it. And so especially in this this uh, this coast, yes, um, there's a ton of stigma and there's a lot of people hiding. Um, and we don't we don't need to hide. Oh, well, if, you, if you walk we by Netta, have you been by Netta in Brookline? Yeah. That's craziness. Yeah, there's a long line. <laughs> Every time I walk by. All right. Somebody should set up outside there and sell T-shirts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Let's think about mm. that. All right. So our time is about to come to a close. This went really fast. So um, 
Is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of what Signal Growth is doing, what you see for the future for women, any advice you want to give people who may be interested in entering this market, who have an idea? I think that sharing ideas is good and that we can't be afraid that other people are going to take those ideas and that we need to just reach out and collaborate. And so I, I would suggest reaching out to people and getting involved um, and, and connecting and just connecting because most people are going to be really excited to hear from you. And that has been my experience at all the events I've been to. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. So for my amazing guest, Jen Lawless from the Signal Growth Partners, if people want to reach you, what's the best way to get in touch with you or to find you or to Um, look out for you? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I have a website where I offer conscious counseling and I have some crazy writing on there. Oh, we didn't even talk about, oh, we didn't talk about. Urban Pot Doctor. Urban Pot Doctor. <laughs> Urban Pot Dot Doctor. Okay. Um, so that's where I do my conscious counseling. If you are struggling and want to uh, explore some other alternative medicines, or if you already do that and you just don't want to tell your insurance company about it, that's a lot of people. Um, so that's that's what I do. On the Signal Growth side, you can check out the blog that's on um, Signal Growth partners.com okay or signalgrowth.com okay um so you can go right on there and see a whole bunch of really interesting articles and you can reach out to me from there i i'm available perfect awesome all right so again for my guest jen i am your host joyce gerber i want to thank my director dan french and of course jimmy young and you for taking the time to listen to another great cannabis story told right here on the cannabis mom show produced by pro cannabis media in wellesley massachusetts And we're here in this whole new world of... Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, host of Casually Baked the Podcast. If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your can of confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked.